Oh, no. You have to have, you have to wear your life jackets when you're out, out and about in the kayak and everything. Take it seriously. Take it seriously because you think, I mean, I never thought I was going to tip that. I have a very sturdy kayak and um, never imagined that I would tip it. And I was really happy to have my life jacket on. So when people say, wear your, wear your life vest, you know, life jacket, whatever the case is, wear it. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing and the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your host, Angie Scott and Barb Carey. Welcome to another episode of the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast, and we are flying high at fish camp in northern Wisconsin. Just listen here. Last year we did a show from Fish Camp and it won two awards, so we are setting the bar high to make this another award-winning show, and we are having a blast here. I mean, the weather is horrific. Mother Nature hates us. So um, the most popular girls are the ones with the good rain gear. Right? I mean, it's really, it pays to stay dry in this kind of terrible, terrible, cold, cold rain. It's been really nasty. It doesn't stop us from fishing. I think, uh, you know, we have a master angler program. If you catch a crappie over 13 inches, you get a master angler award. How many of those have we already caught this weekend? Was there, who, I mean, five or six people? Raise your hands. One, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, eight, nine, nine 13 inch crappies already. So that's pretty good. We've had, uh, we just ate a great dinner, uh, pulled pork. I mean, uh, you can't smell it on the radio, but it smelled delicious, tasted d- delicious. But what we usually do is we go around and we talk to a few people, get a little insight from some of the participants here. And um, it's it's been a monumental year to say the least. I mean, <laughs> we have these experiences that will be forever part of us because... They're incredible. And as I start walking over, people know where I'm going because uh, we did have a situation that... Give Nancy a drink of something because she's going to have to tell her story. So what happened was we did have a gal out in a kayak and she capsized and the water temperatures 54 degrees, cold, you know, it was it was... I'm not going to tell her story, but Nancy, welcome to the Women Anger and Adventure show, and uh, thank you for talking to us today. Thank you. I wish I was here because I caught a big muskie or something, but this is um, this is not uh, the reason I'm, why I'd like to be on. I'd, I'd like to have something a little bit more to be proud of, but I, I will say I, I learned a lot this weekend, and um, you know, I'm, I, I love kayaking. And, and I, I do it in a heartbeat, but I, it does make me think about, you know, I feel like I was prepared, but you never know, um, you never know what can happen even when you are prepared. And we talked about the dangers of, of throwing an anchor out when you're in timber and the wind's blowing. Um, never did I think about the fact that your line can become that anchor when you're drifting sideways. And when I was dragging a line and it, it got hung up on some wood and it pulled me in just like an, an anchor would in this weather. So never will I do that again. I'll only keep one line going if I, you know, if it's like that. And I will think twice about the water temperature when I'm taken out because you never expect something like that to happen. And um, when it does happen, you're very thankful that you have other people with you 
um, that can help you. And we had to hail some of my really good friends here that are that are with me. Um, hailed uh, another boat down um, with three gentlemen in it that were very strong, and were able to get me. It pulled me into the into that boat. And um, if it wasn't wasn't for them, we were far enough out from shore. You know, the hypothermia would have been uh, much. Uh, worse than what it really was. And I'm a very lucky person. And I have a lot of great friends that went out and saved my gear that had floats on it and stuff was tethered down. And for the most part, I, I lost very little, but I saved my life or they saved my life. So I, I really appreciate all the help that I did get. So lessons learned. So Nancy, when you when that kayak first tipped over and you were in the water, what what do you remember being that first thought that went through your mind? I was, yeah, yeah, literally four-letter words, but I was mad first, and then I was embarrassed. I really wasn't that worried, but I was very mindful of hypothermia and how long you can be in the water, so I was more thinking about, you know, what, I mean, I was yelling help to get somebody's attention, not because I was scared, but I was trying to get somebody to me as quick as I could so I could get out of the water, and um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, I just... I, I wasn't afraid. I was concerned, you know. So you, you know, you, uh, you know, went out with two other people. It just so happened that they weren't right, super close to you. And when you were yelling, they couldn't hear, they couldn't right. hear you. Right. They, they couldn't, I was yelling. I have a really loud voice as maybe you're picking up from this, <laughs> but I, um, I was like yelling at the top of my voice and the people in the kayaks, it was an east wind, I believe it was. Um, they could not hear me yelling. I did not have a whistle. Carry a whistle with you. Um, I did not have a whistle on me. Um, there were actually people on shore that I ran into last night, a couple that lived in the area that did hear me on shore, probably because of the way the wind was blowing, and they were getting their boat ready to come out and save me. So I think the hollering, you know, the yelling at the top of my voice was a good thing, because even if the people right near you don't hear you, people on shore might. And that's what happened. Thankfully, um, the folks that were with me waved some boaters down that were going our direction, and they got to me first. But had they not gotten to me, I found out after the fact that there were people on shore that were going to be heading out. A lot of good people in the area. So uh, one thing I noticed, I th- heard someone was talking about it, that um, y- you were it was cold out, so you're wearing like winter jacket, winter pants, winter boots. Um, and somebody said, mentioned that your jacket, when it was full of water, ended up weighing 50 pounds. Well, I don't know how much it actually weighed, but I actually, I ran into the gentleman tonight at the, at the campground bar, or not campground, but resort bar, um, whom I'd been searching for because I couldn't remember what they looked like. And they recognized me tonight and there was this big reunion. I was in tears and it's like, Oh, thank you for saving my life. But I said to them, um, we're not going to mention on the podcast how much I weighed, but I, I did mention to them as they were going to pull me over the boat side of the boat. I said, no, I wait, da, da, da. You're not going to get me over the side of this boat. So they pulled me around to the back and, and then they were lugging me into the boat. And I said something to them about that. And they said that your gear weighed, your coat weighed about 50 pounds. And I had, um, I had, you know, winter gear on. It weighed a lot. I guess I'm torn because I do feel like that winter gear did keep me warmer when I was in there for a short, short period of time, but it, it did also, you know, weight me down, but I had my kayak, um, life jacket on, um, and that helped a lot. Um, I didn't feel like I was sinking at all. You know, I, I, I was fine. You know. So can you imagine how long do you think you would have lasted if you wouldn't have had a life jacket on? Oh, no, you have to have, you have to wear your life jackets when you're out. 
out and about in the kayak and everything. Take it seriously. Take it seriously because you think, I mean, I never thought I was going to tip that. I have a very sturdy kayak and um, never imagined that I would tip it. And I was really happy to have my life jacket on. So when people say, wear your, wear your life vest, you know, life jacket, whatever the case is, wear it. You just have also, it's a good time to, you know, when you're evaluating life jackets, to be mindful about what kind it is, getting one that fits you properly, keep it zipped up. Um, the inflatable ones are less reliable in cooler water temperature. That's something that not everybody knows. So you get used to wearing those. But all of a sudden, if you're in really freezing cold water, that cartridge and the expansion of it isn't necessarily as beneficial as it could be at times. So you got to be mindful of that. We, you know, we heard this story and we, you know, every year that something happens at fish camp, something amazing. And, and we're just so thankful that nothing happened to you, Nancy. And I'm glad you're here with us. And this Nobody is, go- is as thankful as I am. <laughs> I guarantee you. This, this is going to be a story. One, one to remember. And, um, we were thinking back over the course, there was a couple other fish camps where there was a near-death experience, but on that occasion, the Wisconsin Women Fish members were the rescuers and not the victims. So um, we kind of paid it forward in advance, I guess, for this one. So I want to talk now to somebody brand new, their first ever um, Wisconsin Women Fish event, their first ever fish camp. Geez, is there anyone that comes to mind here, perhaps? <laughs> huh? I think both both of you, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Please uh, remind me of your names again, because I get flustered in front of 70 people and can't remember everyone's name. So I'm Anne. I'm Renee. So what, what was your experience uh, like you being at your first event? It was great. I think it's a lot of fun to be around other women. So I do a lot of fishing and kayaking by myself, um, a lot of hiking by myself and or with my friend Renee. And it's really nice to just be able to find some other women to meet and learn from. Did you learn anything this week? I did. I do mostly bass fishing and I've learned a lot about line. I've learned how to uh, to launch boats. I have learned a lot more about bass fishing and different lures to use that I didn't know anything about. And I've met a lot of other people that know a lot about other types of fishing. So that's awesome. The networking is really the fun part. Now, Renee, yes. now, Renee, you know that I'm going to bring this up, don't you? Oh, no. <laughs> now, notice Renee is wearing a beautiful headscarf that was hand knit by uh, our, our wonderful matron member, Pat McGrath. Yes. But that happens to be covering some sort of injury or something. <laughs> Tell me about how uh, what happened to you here at fish camp. Well, when you go to fish camp, things should really stay at fish camp. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that rule. And now your story's going to be worldwide on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you for being a good sport, because now they're dying to know. So for those of you that are dying to know... Never put a 50-year-old in the top bunk. And, and um, so, unfortunately, when I was exiting the top bunk, I fell and my head, you know, took, took action with the, with the wall and the wall won. So, <laughs> so, yeah. 
Yeah, you know, and you can't see it on the radio, but it's it's a it. You probably can see that on the radio. That is that is actually. Let me describe it to you. It's the size of a racquetball, and it's kind of protruding out of your forehead by about a half an inch. Oh wow! And with a little scrape in the center. So don't forget to mention the the height of my eyebrows and how even they are. Um, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. You got a lot going on there, and I'm glad. I'm glad you're okay. So we kind of had two near-death experiences. Now, this probably isn't very good for advertising for people to come to fi- come on to fish camp and you too can nearly lose your life, right? <laughs> so as we... I know, right? It's like amazing. So who else are we going to talk to here now? I want to talk to uh, our cook because... We've had her, I think she's helped us on the show before, she's done some videotaping, she's done, um, she has a YouTube channel that's, uh, she, she shares a lot of our fishing videos. Kim Drana from Badger Farm Girl. Kim, thanks for talking to me today. Yeah, hello, hello. (laughs) Now, Kim, you are so good at this and you make it look effortless, so tell us what you prepared for these 70 women here today. Uh, pulled pork. I did four, I think I like 40 pounds over the pulled pork, pork shoulder, bone in. And we did, uh, 50 pounds of baked potatoes fresh from Michigan. Probably was picked off the field probably about five days ago. So those were pretty fresh. And we had Asian salad and desserts up here that every cabin brought. So I'd have to say everyone here is full. Because I know I am, and it's it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. So now you you brought your big Weber smokers. We've kind of talked about. Yep. Um, give us a little insight into smoking those pork shoulders. Yeah. So I ended up getting those about a week ago, and then I ended up rubbing them with a, uh, a rub sauce. This time I used Famous Dave's. Kind of took a shortcut, but I, I had a time frame to get that done. So that got rubbed about Tuesday. Got put in the refrigerator. Then I had to make sure I had to come up here and get them on the smoker and the Weber. So I ended up putting like 20 pounds of charcoal in there, and I was started them at 8 o'clock last night, got up again in the middle of the night to make sure that it was still going. And then at 5 o'clock this morning, we had to restock the, the charcoal because it was dying a little bit because it's a little nippy outside. But we, I took them off at about noon today, and then I wrapped them in foil, wrapped them in a towel and put them in a cooler the rest of the afternoon and they finished in there so no matter what happened today whether you know we got off the lake late you still would have a hot meal and it wasn't a timing thing it would have been perfect and the potatoes were the same way so it kind of gives flexibility here at fish camp because the weather does affect the way we go out and come back and stuff happens so um and it's worked every time so we've, this is the third year i've done this and it's I think I got it nailed down, so I don't know. So tell uh, everyone what your YouTube channel is, because you make some awesome videos, too. Well, I, two years ago, I started Badger Farm Girl. Not sure what that name where it was going to go, because I didn't want to pigeonhole it to anything. And it started with fishing and the friendships and the relationships I built with people in this club. And I knew there were stories to be t- told from the first time I came to fish camp, and every time I came and got to know somebody, there was always a story to be told. And every time we go fishing, I swear to God, something happens. I mean, we went out with Sandy down in Port Washington, and she caught a duck. (laughs) And what happened was that we're fishing down there with a bunch of guys out in Port Washington, and they're looking at us like, you got to be kidding me. And we're running around with the camera, and I got Cindy here with the net, and we got everything running around, and there's Sandy chasing this duck. And what happened was that the rod went over the wall, 
And she goes, well, whose rod is that? Or like, it's yours. <laughs> so then the guys that we've been fishing down there a couple times said, don't worry, we'll get your rod. And it was her St. Croix rod, probably the most expensive rod she owns. And they crisscrossed and started casting spoons and they got the rod, they got the reel, and we got the duck. <laughs> and she got her rod back. But every time we come down, go down here and it's all the, because of YouTube and they want to be on our YouTube channel, I've built so many good relationships from that. I've got people in Australia that follow us. I got people down in Texas, Tennessee. Um, a guy reached out to me in Virginia in the military. I mean, it's just been, he goes, I can't believe all you women get together and go fishing. And I'm like, yeah, and we have a good time doing it. So I've got made connections in the fishing industry, people just like us, you know, doing it for the passion of that. And what I found with some of them, they're bringing their wives now, which is kind of funny. It's like, and, and, and I cheer that on. It's like, yeah, you need to take her more often. And they're finding that, you know, it's, it's a people sport. You know, it's just, it's not pigeonholed. It can be whatever you want. And it's been fun. It's really been fun. And right now I got over a thousand subscribers. Um, you know, the portion of people in the club, you're only talking 300. I got that many more from all over the world. And it's been fascinating. And it's been a learning experience for me. And uh, I don't know, I built a relationship with Angie over, over all that too. And it's just like, like I know her. And every time I go, in fact, I got a call last week from somebody in, in Waterloo, Iowa, wanting to know if the brown trout were in Port Washington. And it was a guy, because I know a guy's not going to ask another guy if the fish are biting, because they're going to tell him no. <laughs> Stay home, <laughs> you know? And, and I said, you know, I was honest with him. I hate to have you drive all that way, get a hotel and that, and nothing's going on. And that's when the flood started happening. And I, I sent him a video. I said, I don't think you want to come now. Get in contact with me in a couple weeks, and I'll let you know when there's a chance that you're going to get something. But it's been fabulous. It's been fabulous. And it's just because of Barb and what you do. And, you know, everyone knows the logo. You'd be surprised. So I, I, it's all happened because of this club. And I don't know where it's going. I don't know where it's going to end. I don't want it to end. But, um, you know, it's going into other things. And it's been fun. Well, you do a great job, Kim, and we're sure lucky to have you. And speaking of filming, um, earlier this weekend at Fish Camp, the DNR was here shooting a promotional video to promote women anglers. And uh, we look forward to seeing that. I know they're going to get some content from uh, Kim about that. And, you know, I, I don't think we talked to Pat last year, so we're going to talk to her this year. <laughs> Because she is one special lady. She, I'm not going to tell you how old she is, but I will say she is the oldest person in the club. And there was another lady who was older that wanted to join, and Pat said she wasn't allowed. Because <laughs> she wants to be the, the club matriarch. You know, so she is the club matriarch. Pat McGrath, it's an honor to sit here next to you and... Uh, uh, fish camp is kind of a, a nice deal for you. Why don't you tell us what uh, your thoughts are on fish camp? I caught two fish. Well, and one of those was a master angler, wasn't it? Well, I didn't know it, but Teresa said something about it and let me know. So, Yeah, you know, Pat, it, Pat likes fishing okay, but she does have a specialty that we kind of uh, count on, is, and she's the sponsor of the Bloody Mary Bar, and as our skills have all evolved over the years, she has now spoiled us, and our drinking beverages have tastes have changed, and now people want lemon drop martinis. Yeah. So, Pat, 
you know, I mean, you 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 kind of fund this whole fun little happy hour bar, and we thank you for that. But you know, just what is, what do you like about Fish Camp? Why do you look forward to it so much? Because of the fact I'm 83 years old. And most of you are so much younger than I am, and it's so much, it is delightful to be able to connect with you. Um, you have brought so much to my life. When you start getting up at my age, <laughs> there's not a lot of people that are willing to go out and do things with you other than going to lunch. And you've, <laughs> <laughs> you've just really, it's been wonderful. And I've made so many great friends. Um, I've been able to stay at your houses. We polished cars the other day for a whole weekend. Um, and I really appreciate each and every one of you. You have added so much to my life. And I really thank you. So thank you very much, all of you. Uh, Pat, Pat fished for, uh, I think, 10 minutes this year, and she got a master angler fish. She goes, my work here is done. Now I don't have to fish again until next year at fish camp. But... <laughs> She sure likes coming to the events, and it wouldn't be the same without her. And thank you. You're very generous, very supportive to the organization and the scholarship fund. You know, several people here are, in fact, here on scholarships, and a big part of that is based on your generosity. So I, for one, want to thank you for everything, including I am a little angry, though, because of how I feel today after one too many lemon drop martinis. I did not force them down you. You voluntarily came up and said, can I have another two or three, please? (laughs) Well, you know, it's been a fantastic year at fish camp again. And um, if you're not part of something that's special, that kind of creates these great relationships and this great opportunity for adventure, seek it out because there is something out there that you will fit into, that you will have... uh, It'll change your life. And taking that first step to get there, that first step out the door, that first email sent to inquire about something is probably the hardest part. Several people have come up to me today and said, gee, as a brand new person, people were so welcoming and so inviting and helpful and happy. And it's not seventh and eighth grade anymore. Everyone's got a place at the table. Everyone is one of the cool kids and everyone is having a fantastic time at fish camp this year. And one more day to go tomorrow with our conclusion of our fun tournament and our um, awards that we give out at the end of the year. And we'll post some links to some more pictures with the show notes here. And this was a rare opportunity that Angie got to be, we're in the same um, building right now. You wouldn't know it because I'm hogging the microphone because <laughs> she's, oh, she's videotaping it because our show can be seen at Waypoint TV if uh, you have that on your smart TV. Angie, what did you think of Fish Camp? This is your first time. It was awesome. I had a major, major FOMO last year because I got to edit the podcast that Barb did with everybody last year. And I was like, oh, that sounds like so much fun. I so so wish I could be there. And so I'm so happy that it worked out this year that I have the opportunity to join everybody. And it's just everything I expected and more. It's been awesome. That's a, now, did you catch any fish yet? I did. Yeah. That's the best part, too. I got two nice-sized crappies out there yesterday, so I was very, very happy. Brittany uh, took me out in her boat, and we she caught a really couple really nice crappies, too, so it was a really fun afternoon. Maybe we'll get some more tomorrow. Yeah, maybe. And uh, from uh, 
me and Angie both, I want to thank everyone here for subscribing. I'm sure that every single person in this room is subscribed to our podcast. And if you're not, we'll help you right after we get done recording to make sure that you get that done. Thank you for doing reviews and liking and sharing with your friends. We're going to try to keep this going and uh, see uh, how many women we can maybe reach and have an impact on. So thank you all. And thank you for coming to Fish Camp and being on Fish Camp Live Radio. Woo!